Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Reads like this Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Church said, Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Would you join me in prayer this morning? Amen. Could we give the Lord a big cheer before we sit down? You, amen, amen. I'd like for everybody to just put this in your mind, and we'll get to it in a few minutes, Lord's will, and we all know the story about the rich man's barns, amen? So we'll get there in just a few minutes, but uh, I'd like to uh, start by telling you this. We was in the foyer one day, us and some guys, and I know Brother Jack Bird won't mind me using him as an illustration this morning. Um, but anyway, we was out out in the foyer, Brother Tyson, and we were just talking. You know, men just talk. And um, Mr. Susan, I noticed that Brother Jack carries his billfold up there in his pocket. And I had never, Sister Shannon, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody that does that. Um, uh, Sister Joy, I, I don't carry a billfold. Um, I'm not even going to go there. Um, but if I did, I wouldn't carry it, Brother Josh, in my front pocket. But, but you know, Brother Jack, he and and he didn't mind. We just laughed and cut up about it. And and so I said, you know, the Bible said, for where your treasure is, come on, church. What what's the rest of it? There's your heart also. Amen, Brother Jack. Amen, amen. And and um and that's true, right, Brother Everett? Whatever you love, that's what you will pour yourself into. Amen. I mean, I, I don't mind to tell you, and I, and I don't know if for somebody that don't have much, I sure talk about money a lot, Brother Rayleigh. But I've always talked about money a lot. I've always wanted to have money. I've always. Uh, we was, we, I mean, and I, we, as kids, we used to go to the landfill, Brother Danny, and dig in the dump to get clothes. I didn't know no better. That's what we did. That was a fun thing we done. Amen. But my point is, is this, that I believe is serving God. If we keep our treasures in the right place, God will keep our heart in the right place. Because I would tell you this, 
Sister Shirley, I've got more now than I've ever had. These 22 years that we served God, Brother Junior, I cannot go to tell you. You know, Brother Wayne, when, when the Lord allows me to give an opportunity to speak, I try to think about things. And then God just brings back things in my mind, Sister Joyce, that God's done for me, Sister Edith, that I done forgot about. Brother Farrell, I'm just telling you, God's been good to me. God's been good to our family. God has sure been good to us. And, you know, I really do want my heart to be where my treasure, because my treasure is, is somewhere beyond the blue. Amen? Sister Townsend, I really want to go to heaven. I really want to make it to heaven. But I really, Sister Sherry, I want to be a great light for Christ while I'm here. Amen, Brother Ben? And, and we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. The preacher wrote in Proverbs 30 and 8 through 9, he said, Remove far from me vanity and lies. He says, Give me neither poverty nor riches. He said, Feed me with food or convenient for me. Least I be fool and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or least I be poor and steal and take the name of God in vain. Solomon was saying, God, keep me content, Sister Donna, where I'm at. I don't want too much that's going to move me out of your presence, and I don't want to be so far down that all I got to do, Brother Wayne, is just keep my mind on working and doing. And Because here's the thing, church, I know we all could probably say this, but we know I know people, Sister Taylor, that's left the Lord and went and got a job for 3 and 5 or $6 more an hour that never made their way back home, Brother Dave, that lost out. Now, I understand that, that we can't, but, but the preacher said, look, God, this is what I want, Brother Jerry. I don't want to be too high, and I don't want to be too low. God, just keep me. Amen? Keep me. Don't you want God to keep you? Proverbs 3 and 9 through 10 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy firstfruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. I don't know about y'all, but that sounds good. Sister David, that sounds good. Just give God what's God. Amen? Sister Lana, if we put God first in whatever we do, God's going to take care of us, Brother Larry. And I understand it's easy while we're in church, Brother Allen, to say amen, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. But it's another thing. When you get in a tight, get between a rock and a hard place, maybe, maybe it just ain't got here yet, Brother Jerry. Maybe God just ain't gave you your healing, or maybe your loved one ain't got saved, or maybe your job, Brother Kevin, just ain't the best yet. Keep God first, Brother Leonard. Because whatever we go through, God can take us through that. What we're talking about, the endurance or, or the longevity of love, because here's the thing, church, we're in a race for, not for our life. Sister Tonya, we're in a race for our soul. Because the Bible says your adversary, the devil, Sister Betty, goes about. So I'd like to go to Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 13. And I don't know if, if, if y'all read this chapter a lot all the time, but I would encourage you to read it. And, and if I can remember this, the first 14 verses of Deuteronomy 28 talks about what will happen if we hearken and we do what the Word of God tells us. Amen? But now the next 54 verses will tell us, Brother Kevin, what happens if we don't. He said, this is a blessing if you do, 
And this is a blessing if you don't. But let's read about the blessings of God. And it said, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all the blessings shall come on thee. Overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. He said, Be blessed. Said, Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall the fruit of thy body, and fruit of thy ground, and fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. He said, Blessed shall thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. I like that, Brother Randy. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful to serve a God that will bless us. Amen. And said, The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face, and they shall come out against thee one way and flee thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in the storehouse and in all that thou settest thy hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself, and he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and thou shalt be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods and fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, and the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. He said, The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and bless all the work of thy hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt borrow, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Amen, church. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if th that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do. And the church said, Amen. That sounds good, Sister Cricket, to be the head and not the tail. Amen. He said that you'll be the lender, Brother Jack, and you won't be the bar. Because here's where we're driving to right here about the rich man's barns. My question is this morning, Brother Trevor, what will we do with God's increase in our life? Amen. What will you do, Brother Jack, with the increase that God gives you? Are we going to be like the rich man and say, this is what I'll do? This is what I'm going to do. See, it's all about me. I, I'm going to tear down my barns. I'm going to build bigger. That's the way I was, Brother Danny. I always just wanted to own more. It was about more and more. See, Sister Terry, what I've understood about serving the Lord is the more you give the Lord, the, the more the Lord makes a way for us, Brother Wayne. And I would think if I passed around the microphone, I think everybody, Sister Brittany, would give an amen to God on that. But this is one thing that I've learned is that when you talk about money, Sister Joy, people kind of get tight on you. But now if we, if we believe the book, we all believe the book, right? Amen. Sister Carolyn, we believe the book. From, from end to amen. Just because that's the Old Testament, Brother Polk, it's still the Word of God. And we could walk in and we could talk a little bit more, Brother Josh, about us in the, in the New Testament. But here's what I want you to know. For one, I'm pretty excited about being the head, not the tail. Amen. I'm excited about a God that says, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to bless you. 
And I'm going to bless you because that same God said, if, I think it's verse 15, if you start reading then and going to the end of the scriptures in this in Deuteronomy, it's not real good for those folks that decide they're just going to hoard this thing up and they're just going to worry about their self and they're not going to put God first. Because here's the thing, church. Somebody is this saying is going to sit in that throne of your heart. Somebody's going to sit there, Brother Mike, in that chair, and they're going to be the Lord of your life. But I want God Almighty to be the Lord of my life. Amen. Here's what I thought about. The Bible said in Luke 12 and 48, it said, But he that knoweth not, no, I'm sorry, but he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. But for unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. Amen, brother. That's powerful. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. The Bible said in James 1 and 27, says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Pure religion and undefiled. And I know we've all had opportunities to visit and, and to go out. But, Sister Joy, can I tell you, that takes time out of your 24 hours. Amen? You know, uh, uh, you know when you, we just went to that conference in Jacksonville, and, man, when I left there, I was just fired up. Man, just fired up. They was talking about how they... And here's the thing, that I forget what Brother Aaron, he said, you know, when he talks about the fielders white and ready for harvest, you know, and he was right. I just thought about my field. But he said, think about fields at home because, see, here's the thing, Sister Danielle, when you give to the kingdom, God can do whatever he wants with it. You know, Brother Rayleigh said one time about when the little kid had the five loaves and the two fishes, Sister Shannon, he talked about when they gave the bread to Jesus and he broke it and handed it back to the disciples. He, and I'm going to quote Brother Rayleigh, but he said in God's hands, Brother Donnie, God can just keep breaking it and breaking it and breaking it and just make it multiply and multiply and multiply. Amen. So see, if the rich man in his barns would have just said, look, I've got all this stuff. I believe God wants us to prosper and be in health, Brother Ben. I really believe that. I mean, I, I didn't ask Pastor about this. I should have sent him an email and asked him about this, but he probably wouldn't mind if, 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 if like 50 people showed up and they was all millionaires and billionaires. He probably wouldn't be mad. Amen. But that don't always happen that way, Sister Melinda. But there's folks like me and you that God can entrust with what God gives us, Sister Susan. Because he knoweth much, much will be required. Because God's going to judge us on what we do. Uh, ain't that what he said about the talents? The one that had the five, the one that had the two, and the one that had the one? I never, Brother Rayleigh, want to be like the one that had and just take my spiritual shovel and dig a hole and bury my talent in it. Because you never know, you might be like, there might be a little eunuch somewhere, Sister Mary, that God wants you particularly to go talk to. Amen. Because, see, here's a great thing. See, if the rich man, if the rich man would have said, you know what, I've got plenty. My kids have got plenty. My grandkids have got plenty. Well, let's do a work for Jesus. Because there's people out there that don't have, Sister Mary, what I have. And that's really, Brother Toby just said, that's about compassion. That's really what Jesus is all about. He's about love. The Bible said, while we was yet sinners, Christ died for us. Brother Tyson, I so want people to feel what God's done for me. 
Amen. Something that I've learned is if, if, if you tell people about what God's done for you, they can, they can relate to that. But they can relate and say, you know, if they did that for Brother Everett, God can do that for me. That's why it's important, Sister George, for us to open our mouth. We're talking about the endurance of love, Sister Jane. We're talking about opening our mouth and letting God work through us. Amen. To take our resources. I thought about how that when we was in Chiefland, I talked some of those young guys into, Sister Peggy, into um, us going around and mowing yards for some widow people. You know, just try to keep those involved in the church and keep us doing stuff, Sister Donna. And there was a lady that, that they had moved to town, her and her husband, and we had a piece of property for sale, and I really didn't want to sell it. But the guy said, man, look, he said, I really like this. My wife liked this place. I said, yeah, we just, I would like to just hold on to it. And he said, I'd really like to have it. I said, all right. I said, that's cool. So anyway, long story short, he said, hey, I forgot to tell you. He said, I'm passing. I'm on. I'm sick and I'm going to die. He said, I'd like to have my wife set up before I pass away. So long story short, Brother Jerry, this lady was one of the ladies that we got to go mow her yard. And I thought about Sister Edith that had, that, that gentleman had made plans for his wife and we had an opportunity. We weren't doing it to get our name in the paper. But this lady was so happy that some guys come by her house and picked up some limbs did a little weed eating, did a little mowing. See, Brother Ryan, it didn't take a whole lot out of our time to let the love of God shine in our life. It was just a little simple thing to just jump on some riding lawn mowers, get around there. We, but to her, man, Brother Chris, she'd sit out on the front porch and she'd have a little glass of Kool-Aid and she'd be drinking her Kool-Aid or tea, whatever it was, Brother Orlando. And you could just see that smile on her face. And we was through in just a few moments. That's what God wants to do because, see, here's the thing. You can tell people you're a Christian. You can tell people you love God. But it's another thing when, God's, when people see God working through you in your life, amen, because, Sister Betty, we never know who we're coming in contact with each day, whether it's the person at the bank, the person at the doctor's office, the person uh, driving the school bus, or your coworker. I thought about how that um, we was working part-time one time Sharon and I was, and, and it gave us an opportunity to do a lot of things for the Lord. And at that time, we used to go to the convalescent home in Fannin and in Trenton. And, um, and, and, you know, it was discouraging. You'd get there, Sister Cricket, and sometimes they would have nobody there, and you'd have to go to the room and push them in their wheelchair and, and get them into the room. And I just got so discouraged, you know, and, and Brother Huggins would always say, look, Brother Wayne, he said, you're just there to preach and sing and worship. He said, you never know. It might be for somebody in the kitchen. Might be somebody cleaning the commode. Might be somebody just walking through and, and hears a word about God. Because see, Brother Josh, the devil will tell you, well, it ain't more than one or two. But that little eunuch that was in the desert that Philip went and talked to, it was pretty important to that guy. It was important to that guy. Because he walked him right to the water and he said, Hey man, here's water. What do him than me to be baptized? Amen. See, the thing is, we put limitations on God, Brother Tim. But God is, I just quoted a scripture a while ago where it said, God said his word wouldn't return to him void. But Toby, it's going to accomplish what God pleases. I know there's times maybe you go to the prison, you go to the jail, or you're talking to somebody in Walmart. And here's one, bless you, here's one thing that I've learned. If you want to get out of a crowd of people, such to me, if you really want to get out of a crowd of people, say Jesus. <laughs> It won't take them long. They'll either smile and beam up or they'll go, I got to go. 
When them boys at work start aggravating old Wayne, he just say, you know the Bible says, we've got to go. Got to go. Now, something about that word. The Bible said that the word is sharper than a two-edged sword. But he said also, if you read the rest of that verse, it said it accomplished what he pleased. God's going to, God will back us up, church. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But anyway, getting back to the, the convalescent home, I remember that we might not have but two or three people there. And they'd be singing them songs. And then people be, and next thing you know, there'd be somebody in the wheelchair that hadn't moved the whole thing. And they'd start, they'd start singing, I'll fly away. I'm going to sing. Well, they'll, they'll be singing. They'll hear a song about Jesus loves me, this I know. And they'll, be, they'll just, they wouldn't even know they in the world while you're talking to them before service, but you start singing a song about Jesus. And if they had any relationship with Jesus, Brother Leonard, you could just see that thing just bubbling up on the inside of them. Because there's something about that name, church. There's something about the endurance of love. So I thought about how that if the rich man, and the Lord would have changed this story in the Bible just a little bit, instead of saying it was the rich man's barns, how about if he just said if it, it was Legion's barn? You know the man called Legion that, that had the, what was it, like 6,000 demons, and you all know that the Bible said that he run to Jesus. He wanted relief the best the, the town could do for him. Sister Jen was just to put him in chains, put him in the graveyard. But when Jesus come on board, Brother Kevin, changed everything. I just wonder, Brother JT, if, if, he, if, if, if this man called Legion, if he'd had all those extras. I suspect we all could come to the conclusion, Brother Wayne, he'd have done a little different than the rich man would have done. Because the rich man looked at it and said, look here, soul, you've done really good for yourself. Eat, drink, enjoy yourself. You got much laid up. Brother Jack, I'm thinking of that man called Legion because, you know, if you read the story about Legion, he told Jesus, he said, Jesus, I really want to go with you. I really want to go with you because the Bible said that when they found him, he said he was clothing in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Brother Chris, he really wanted to be a disciple, but Jesus said, go back into the town and show them and tell them what great things and, and that God has done for you. I just got to believe, Sister Sherry, if he was the rich man in this story, he'd have went by somebody and he'd have said, Sister Joan, let me just tell you what Jesus done for me. Oh, let me just tell you, you see these old marks on my wrist? Man, they used to chain me up in the old graveyard. Nobody wanted anything to do with me. The best they could do for me, Sister Betty, was put me out of the way, get me out of the town. But there was a man called Jesus. When he stepped out, I had to get to him. And all he done, he just told those spirits to just go. I'm thinking that he would have done more than just built him new barns. I thought about the young lad that had the five loaves and the two fishes that the Lord fed the 5,000, not counting the women and the children, Sister Sherry. What do you think this young lad might would have done? I would imagine if he had all that wealth, he might would have opened him a little food pantry maybe or a food place to feed. See, here's the thing, church. There's a world out there that ain't even heard about Jesus. There's a world in our community, Brother Allen, that wants to hear about Jesus. They were just talking about it back there in the pastor's office, and, and I believe this to be true. God's stirring people's heart up, church. But Sister Mary, we got to let God work through us. 
as brother, as brother Boyd would say, we got to be that conduit. See, we got to let people see this endurance of love. Because the title of the whole message for the month is the DNA of a. That's what we all. You may not stand up here and preach, or you may not stand up here and sing, but we're all disciples of Christ. Christian just means to be Christ-like. Brother Ray, that's what we all are. Amen, church. And here's the thing. What are we going to do with what God gave us? Are we going to be like the man and we're going to dig a hole and bury it in what God gave us? Or are we going to let God just break it and keep breaking it and breaking it? Because there's folks around. You know, I, I just thought that, you know, you know, when you look around that you would think in America everybody would know about Jesus. I said, Sister Tanya, that's not true. That's not true. Our, our Brother Huggins, they was raising foster kids at one time. He said, Brother Wayne, you'd be amazed at how many people come in our foster home. Never heard the word Jesus. I've got friends, and maybe you do too, Sister Lana, that don't even think about going to church, don't think about doing anything. They just think about me, myself, and I. But that ain't us, church. That's not what we do. Jesus said in John 13 and 34 and 35, he said, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Verse 35 says this. He said, By this, by what, Pat? By what, Jesus? By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one to another. Amen. Here's what I know. Well, Alan, for you to reach in your pocket, and give out money, you got to love Jesus. Because about the first time you put your hand on that first bill, the devil's going to say, well, you know what he's going to do with that. Or the first time you witness to somebody at McDonald's, you say, the devil will say, they ain't even listening to you. When you talk to a loved one and you say, hey, we're having a revival, we're having, bringing your kids to Sunday school, the devil will say, oh, they don't want to hear that. Amen. But I'm telling you, church, there's a lost and dying world in our community. Not, not, and there's some across the pond, but I mean right here. Outside of our friends and our family that want to know about Jesus. Because times are hard out there, Brother Brian. And we serve a God that can make the impossible possible. We just read in Deuteronomy, he said, I'm just going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. He, he, told us, he told us that you bring it to the storehouse, give me the first fruits. God's going to take care of it, church. 1 John 3, 16 and 18 reads like this. He says, Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's goods and seeth his brother have need and shut up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongues, but in deed and in truth. See, Sister Bird, the, the Lord said, we just read it, Yes, I'm saying I'm gonna be careful here because I'm, I, people's gonna know that we love Jesus because we love one another. Now, the, the the preaching that I've been hearing lately has really messed me up, and I don't mind to tell you we've been serving the Lord over some 20 years. But this "pray for your enemies that spitefully use you," Sister Danielle, that's a hard one to chew on. Because devil would say, "Brother Boyd." Brother Boyd don't like you, and the best for you is just to stay on that side of the church, and Brother Boyd stay on that side of the church. Amen? 
And I want you all to know how, and I'll just take a little commercial break here, Sister Shannon, how important it is that, that in between service that we get to get up and mix and mingle among one another. Because I'm telling you from somebody that you know that come in from the outside into y'all's wonderful family that y'all really open your hearts and love to Sister Joyce. It's so nice when somebody comes up to you and just puts his arm around you or she comes up to you and hugs you. Brother Trevor and say, man, we appreciate you coming to church. Because it's important. Because, see, the thing is, is the devil would tell you, man, that's a big church. You don't want to go to that church. Them's all friends and family. They know everybody. It's just that ain't what it is. See, we get an opportunity because, you know, they might. Jesus didn't say it was the way our hair looked, the way we dressed. And I know all that's important. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But he said that you'll know, they'll know you're my disciple because you have love one for another. You know, the reason that people go to convalescent homes and go visit the sick in the hospital and the people that go to prison, to the jails or the McDonald's or wherever, to the daycare, whatever it is, it's about letting God shine forth, that endurance of love. Jesus didn't have to go to the cross. He didn't have sin. He didn't need to die. He died for us, Brother Allen. He took those stripes on his back for our healing. Amen. I'm thankful for a God that could have said, he told him in the garden, he said, don't you know I could have called more than 12 legions of angels? We could wipe this thing out, Sister Terry. But he said, no, for the, this is what I came for. And, and I understand that it's easy to, um, to pass it off. And Sister Devin said, well, somebody else can take care of that. Brother Boyd says a, wonder, he says a lot of wonderful things, but he said at that end, we don't be judged against somebody else. Me and Brother Trevor won't stand. He'll stand for Brother Trevor, and I'll stand for Brother Wayne. But if God said, Wayne, you could have been so much more. If you could have trusted me with just a little bit more, whether it was with your time or whether it was with your finances, or maybe I could have trusted you with yourself. Well, see, Brother Kevin, we get a thing called time to push us. Amen, church. Y'all got money quiet on me, but that's all right. Because, because here's the thing, church. This world needs Jesus more now than ever before. Amen. You know, the, the, this thing is just moving at such warp feed, speed, but I'm telling you, we got a God. The Bible said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You've got a God that you can bring to him at any time. And whatever you have need of, God can meet that need. You know, the doctor can only walk you so far. The judge can only walk you so far. Mom and daddy and the lawyer can only walk you so far, Brother Allen. But Jesus said, I'll go to the end. In the midnight hour when you can't call nobody else because you wore out all your friends and they don't even answer you no more, you can just cry out to Jesus. He's right there. Philippians 4, 15 and 19, Paul says, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, he said, No church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desired a gift, he said, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Sounds like somebody's keeping up. So saying is, I don't work to be saved, but I work because I am saved. Amen. 
because I want people to taste this goodness, this goodness of God. He said, but I have all and abound, and I am full, having received of a, 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 a robotus or something, the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. He said, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Can I tell you, Sister Joy, he's, he, Paul said, but my God. That's, now we can say that, but my God. When we talk to somebody that's having difficulty, but my God, my God. See, when, that, when Brian Barnabas was on that road begging for change, never knowing that his, he was getting changed all right, but the kind that was going to change his life, Brother Danny, he could, when he got his side, he could say, but my God. Who done this? But my God. Amen. The man that said at the gate called Beautiful, when he went leaping and jumping, running into the temple, shouting, said, well, who done this? But my God. See, Paul said that I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Don't you want to have a good account in heaven? That God looks at me and you, Brother Brian, and said, you was a good steward. I put you over a little, I'll let you rule over a bunch. Because here's the truth of the matter is, Brother Jerry, at least in Wayne's life, if I'd have tried to done this thing on my own, I'd still be broke and disgusted and doing without. But Brother Joshua, when I said, you know what, I can trust God with anything. See, like that rich man, I want to be that guy that looks around and says, you know, God, you've gave me extra. I don't want to hoard it up. I don't want to pass it on. What I want to pass on is a blessing. Because here's the thing. There's so many things we could, we could do that God could work through and in our lives. Brother, how to spread the gospel. Malachi 3 and 16 and 18 says, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. And listen to this. And it said, And the Lord hearkened, hearkened, and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Think about that, Sister Lana. Nobody might not hear you crying in the midnight hour. Maybe nobody knows when you're out running the lawnmower, the weed eater. Huh? If you're like Brother Wayne, you're sitting in that county seat spinning around, you praying. Amen. Don't have to be in church. It's good to be in church. I'm thankful for a God that I can be running down I-75, running 80 miles an hour and just still be a praying. I'm thankful. I run a weed eater many a time and just be a praying, keeping songs and hymns and melody in my heart. I'm thankful for a God that said, the Bible said that he said the Lord heard him and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. They shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels, I sh and I will spare them. As a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall he return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Talking about this morning about the endurance of love. When Jesus could have said, this ain't for me. Amen. 
Aren't you thankful? And I just got a few minutes and I'm through. Aren't you thankful for a God that gives you choice? Wouldn't it just be a horrible thing, Sister Terry, to be married to somebody that you didn't want to be married to? Really? You know, I heard about prearranged marriages and all that kind of stuff. Wouldn't that be a horrible thing? See, I don't, I don't serve God for the things that I could get or for what God does for me. I serve God because I love him. Such a soon because God's been so good to me. I just can't wrap my mind around the long-suffering of God, Brother Jerry. You know, when we get an opportunity that, that we get to go to the jail and talk to those guys, I often tell those guys, I said, men, you need to stop what, what's got you here. Whatever's getting you here, you got to stop that. You got to let God come into your life. You got to let God change you. Aren't you thankful you serve a God that can change you, that can make a difference in your life? And God trusts you, Brother Hal, with funds that you can take it and further the gospel. Me and Brother Hal may never go to South Africa and preach the gospel, but we can give money that that can happen. I don't know about y'all. I didn't realize this until we was going to church at the Pentecostals in Gainesville, but that place out in Tupelo, Mississippi, and that children's home, what a wonderful thing, Brother Kevin, that these folks, they went out there and get these kids. I've just seen one on the email where the little guy, he's 13, and he said, my greatest desire is to be adopted. Just to be adopted, Brother Allen, to be in a family to where somebody will wrap their arms around you and pull you in and kiss on you and love on you. Aren't you thankful that you've been adopted to the family of God? Amen. If I could get you to stand. Talking about the endurance of love, the long-suffering of God. I heard a man say a few days ago, he said, if your dreams don't scare you, you're not dreaming enough, big enough. Just chew on that for just a minute. See, if all we want out of life, Brother Jack, is just to save, be like Noah and just save my family. And that'd be a great thing, Sister Debbie. That'd be a great thing. But I don't want to take my spiritual shovel and dig a hole and put my talon in it and cover it back up. I want to have that endurance of love, Brother Josh. When somebody says, hey, brother, would you come pick me up? I'll be there. Somebody says, hey, I'm going to the convalescent home you like to go yeah i want to go so i'm not working to be saved i'm working because i am saved we're going to have a word of prayer and i encourage you to get out of your seat hug on somebody and tell them how much you love them most of all tell them how much you love this message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of hatchbend apostolic church we pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 
935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.